This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hi, folks, and welcome to yet another lovely, beautiful Saturday Morning Mysteries. We are also your lovely and beautiful hosts, if I do say so myself, Grace. That's me. And I am Alexis. And uh, we're super excited that y'all are here today for for our for now last Scooby Doo sode. Yeah. Before we move on, you've heard of the last two episodes that we're going to be switching cartoons next week. Yeah, it's exciting to be to be announced what that will be. Actually, I mean to be announced yeah. next week. We're just, we're going to tell you when yes. we do it. So yes. I mean, partially you've heard us say it before that we like record in a lot of chunks. Of, uh, as you can probably see by like, why are their outfits the same in these three videos? And then suddenly mm-hmm. different, like what is happening? <laughs> why is the sun suddenly changing in Alexis's video? If you're watching <laughs> on the podcast as the, the, it's happening right now, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we record in a lot of chunks and, uh, that's partially why we can't yet announce in this video, what our next cartoon will be because we have not decided yet, but by yes. the time this is published, we will have decided. Yes. So, and we will just sit on that information until we publish the episode where we switch it up. So, yes, exactly. Yes. yes um, so. And a quick, also, uh, just general, uh, like, thanks everyone for telling friends about us. Yeah. Keep it up. We love to see it. We were talking about it earlier. Like, we can count on like two hands. I mean, one hand each, so two uh, two hands collectively, like hand who we know yes. is actually tuning in. And um, so for the other folks who we have no idea who you are, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we, hope you, we hope you enjoy what we're putting out there yeah. and that you come back and you tell even more of your friends. Mm-hmm. As Grace just noted, we are like, we film in groups and we film ahead of publishing. So mm-hmm. this is actually the first time that we're filming since we officially launched the podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is probably a good chance for us to, just say thank you all for, for sticking with us, for yep. enjoying hopefully this so far. And hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. I guess it's probably like eight or nine weeks later by, <laughs> by the time that you're actually going to see this, but hopefully sure. you're still around and hopefully yeah. even more folks have joined you and you've told more friends and in yes. nine more weeks when we're filming a new episode yep. for later, <laughs> we will be thanking you again for bringing even more friends into the fold. Yes, so precisely. thanks for joining us y'all. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate y'all. And we hope that, uh, Whatever we decide to uh, tune into next week, you're also into that cartoon or getting introduced to a new one. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. But and again, send us your if there's yes. any show that you like in particular, then send us your suggestions yeah. at our Gmail account, Saturday Morning Mysteries at gmail.com. And maybe you'll see a nice little episode arc of us going through one of your personal favorite yeah. shows. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but until then. We have a final, again, not final, final. We have so much more Scooby-Doo to cover. We're just going to switch it up for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so for now, though, our final, yeah. our not permanent final uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo tale. Temporarily final. Yes, thank you. Yeah, our Those temporarily our final. We're like we're taking a pause after this from, from Mystery Inc. Yep, they will um, be back. But Alexis <laughs> is going to tell us our, our uh, until then tale today. Yes. And um, I think, yeah, now that we've like, we've set that stage, I got to say, maybe this is a very good episode to like, kind of, you know, take a pause Ooh, afterwards. Okay. It's, it's exciting. So today, 
I'm going to be recapping. Uh, I'm still on the Scooby-Doo show, of course. (laughs) When we come back to Scooby-Doo in the future, I'll switch it up and go to a different (laughs) Scooby-Doo incarnation. But for now, still obsessing over uh, the Scooby-Doo show. No rules. Stick with it forever until we run out of episodes from it. Whatever. Yeah. um, There's lots of episodes to choose from. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah, maybe I will just stick with this. But anyway, so today I am going to talk about uh, season one, episode 10 of the Scooby-Doo show. And that episode is called A Frightened Hound Meets Demons Underground. Oh, a rhyme. Spooky stuff. Spooky with the rhymes. Rhymes are always scary. Um, (laughs) Poetry terrifies me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like hiding under the covers (laughs) at like poetry slams. Um, Anyway, so let me say though, yes. So we already were loving this title and not only because it rhymes, but this just like from that episode title alone, I was so excited to, to watch this episode because for one, I was like, I don't recognize this one. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking it might be one I've never seen before. Always exciting because yep. that means I have no idea who the corporate is or anything like mm. that. And two, because the title made me immediately think of one of my all-time favorite freaking horror movies ever. If people mm-hmm. like horror or scary movies, The Descent which came out in 2005. Uh, And if you're into horror or if you just want to watch a new movie and you have the skin thick enough to do it, it's on (laughs) Peacock. I actually just recently rewatched it because this episode made me think of it so much. So real quick, brief recap of Uh that movie, just like in two sentences, The Descent. So like descending into something, The Descent. Uh, again, 2005, it came out. So a little bit older, but so, so good. Ages very well as my recent Ooh. rewatch. <laughs> um, but very briefly, this movie and Grace, I think you'll like this. Even if you don't like horror, you'll yeah, like kind of like movies. the background. Okay. <laughs> it's about a group of these thrill seeking, adventurous British women who are like okay. all like besties. They go like whitewater rafting together all the time, climbing, oh. hiking, all this cool stuff. And so they decide to go on like a spelunking trip or like a cave diving oh, yeah. exploration somewhere in the United States. I'm not exactly sure where, doesn't really matter, Mm -hmm. but amid their adventure into this unnamed and unmapped cave, uh, they run into some pretty frightening and terrifying things. I'm going to leave it at that. And I will let you all watch the movie if you dare. Wow. Uh, Like even me as a fan, like a very big fan of horror and like scary movies, like even watching this a few days back, like I still jumped at some Uh, parts because yeah, like I think that this was one of the first movies that ever really, really, really freaking scared me when oh, I saw really? it. And I, I think I saw it like right after it came out. So I was pretty young. Um, so yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, thinking of that, t- the title of this episode, ah, Demons Underground, I got excited, made me that think of this sense. movie. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I will not watch that film literally ever. <laughs> one, I hate horror movies passionately. Even like yeah. true crime stuff, I can only listen to it. I cannot watch. <laughs> and then two, that film sounds like a personal attack of my free time of like, mm-hmm. yes, I do go on trips with friends for these things. Yes. So it's... you're fine. Just don't go in unmapped, unnamed caves. Yeah, that should and be like you a should general be good. rule. Like, it should. And for people who, for folks who are brave enough to watch the movie, you'll see why, like, Mm. like the way I describe it. Yes, that seems so unreasonable. Why would you ever do it? But it's very well written into the film on why this group of women did it. So, yeah, just, I mean, great. I go off trail and like, yeah, 
everyone like it's like, just the adrenaline it's the yeah. rush yeah yeah, yeah exactly so, we'll explore some unclimbed stuff like i get it but uh yeah so uh, I'm not gonna watch it though because totally horror. different from classic animation <laughs> or straight up early 2000s horror film very Great. gory very uh graphic but very Just like Scooby very Doo. good yeah exactly <laughs> but, so naturally we're going to talk about it while we talk about scooby-doo and some underground demon story um so yeah uh, the this episode of Scooby-Doo has the potential to probably like in a real world scenario, it would be like something as scary as what's going on, I imagine, ah. in The Descent, which okay. another reason why it makes me think of that. But obviously it's made for children and families, so <laughs> it does not go quite that far. Yes. So in this episode today, we actually join the gang on a quick weekend getaway. Ooh. They're traveling again. This time they're in Seattle, Washington, what? actually. Okay, yeah. hey, my neck of the woods. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hey, I got to part of the country. visit anyway. One day I'm going to visit Grace out yeah. there and then maybe we'll take a quick trip up to Seattle while yeah, I'm there. We'll find see. Some demons. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. And, and perhaps we may as this episode tells us exactly where they're hiding oh, in the city of okay. seattle cool so why the teen while the teens are on this weekend getaway they as per usual are reading newspapers and they come across reports of demon hauntings on a nearby construction site construction yes, site I am taking us back into the <laughs> wild and dangerous world of construction Yikes. i cannot avoid Yikes. it Yikes. Yep. <laughs> and so the gang just as i cannot avoid these construction-related episodes, they cannot <laughs> avoid sticking their nose into other people's business. Mm -hmm. And they decide and to in insert themselves city. in Come a new on. city, all this. Yeah, just jumping right into other people's problems. Yeah, They decide to insert themselves literally into this local folklore of some underground demons, and they mm. launch a full-scale investigation to bring an end to these mysterious Yikes. hauntings. Okay. But, <laughs> but, before we dive into their investigation, I have to discuss a little bit of the Seattle history Ooh. that the writers tied into this episode cool. and into this mystery. So yes, another another example of the writers bringing in like actual real world background mm -hmm. information into the plot always yep. makes the episodes a little bit more exciting if you ask me. For sure. So we are in Seattle and I'm gonna take it way back here, which initially was settled or you know, Guys. settled in, <laughs> exactly in 1851. Oh. And it quickly became a booming lumber and shipping town. There was a lot of wood, a lot of trees, a lot of availability of lumber, and they were close to the water. So naturally, a lot of people moved in, a lot of people had jobs, mm -hmm. they had a lot of materials that could keep the economy floating. Many buildings and homes and shops and whatnot in the area were thus built with lumber because okay it was everywhere. Okay. But because they were so close to the water, a lot of buildings were also originally built on like elevated wooden platforms or on stilts. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently way back cool. when in, in the mid 1800s, late 1800s. Yeah. And this would, you know, protect them from flooding and high tides and sewage cool. and drainage problems that were results of those things. But it was not cool for so long. Mm. Unfortunately, one afternoon in uh, June of 1889, so almost, you know, 40 years after the area was settled, <laughs> it, there was an unusually dry summer. 
and actually fires oh, were no. popping up in big cities all throughout the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. And one just so happened to hit Seattle. In the when, city of wood. In a city of wood. Mm-hmm. And the fire started, unfortunately, in a carpentry shop. Oh, no. Lots of timber in there. <laughs> the headquarters of the wood. Exactly. The, the wooden headquarters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And so before the all-volunteer fire department could get to the scene to put out this fire, yes, an Mm all-volunteer at that time, so not quite equipped to fight this kind of fire, Uh, by the time we got there- Can I quick tangent this piece of history? In some places, in like the olden days, in the, like, I think, yeah, 1800s, there would be like, yeah, it was like all-volunteer firefighters, and it was like a straight-up first-come, first-serve. And then some fires like wouldn't get put out because two groups would show up at the same time and they would want to be the ones yeah, to put it out. And they would like straight up fight each other. And the person's like house is burning down would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, Like, hello. Anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah. In this case, they were all dedicated. Every firefighter was there (laughs) trying to put this thing out because unfortunately, by the time that they got to the carpentry shop, that fire had already reached a, uh, a liquor store. Across oh no! Fuel into saloons, which we know are bars, essentially, oh like <laughs> in old Western days. So yeah. this thing, obviously, yeah, a lot of flammability. Unfortunately, this fire it just got even more out of control because, again, remember, a lot of these buildings are made of wood, are on wooden platforms, or are on wooden stilts. Mm. So in total, this actually, uh, I, I believe to this day, it is still the most destructive fire that ever hit the city of Seattle. Holy shit. Yeah, it destroyed 25 blocks of the city, Whoa. cost over half a billion dollars of destruction. If, In like, like when you adjust for inflation, oh. when you adjust for inflation. Okay. Oh my God, yeah, no, because now that would be like <laughs> trillions of dollars. Yeah, that's why I had to um, yeah, but no, no, still, no. So that's a lot. it was like a couple or like 10 billion or 10 million back Whoa. then, which is now like 20 or half a billion. Sorry, that's wild. like a little over 500 uh, million today. Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, Either half way. a billion today. It's half a billion yeah. dollars adjusted for inflation today <laughs> is the damage. A yes. lot of damage. 25 city blocks, the entire business district, four of their wharves, their railroad terminal, the whole city was just Whoa. absolutely destroyed. But Rather than packing up their bags and resettling elsewhere after the fire, the city decided that they're just going to rebuild and start fresh. Okay. Which, interestingly, from my research on this history, this is kind of like the rebuild would actually kind of set the framework for Seattle becoming just like a historically progressive city. Really? Um, Yeah. I'm not going to like go into all of the details, maybe (laughs) bonus content one day, because it is super interesting. If If you have time to read about it. Give it a quick look because turns out that when you have to like rebuild something entirely from scratch, like you're thinking Mm -hmm. ahead of other problems to Uh, fix and Seattle just from there, like they were like, here's our huge list of problems that we were trying to figure out how to fix. Now's our chance to do it. Exactly. Right. Great. Burn it all down. (laughs) Burn it all down and start over. (laughs) But they kind of, they, they started over in a way. But uh-huh. what they decided to do was actually regrade certain areas of the city. Okay. So they literally raised the ground level, like anywhere oh, from shit. like 10 to 30 feet, depending on like, Whoa. you know, the elevation of that city. Because as I said before, it was close to the water yeah. and they already had flooding issues. So they're like, yeah. oh, well, if we rise above sea level, then that'll help with that a little bit. Cool. And in addition, it helps because we have all this fire damage everywhere. Like mm. we need to build over it. 
So they essentially just brought a bunch of dirt in and they walled off the areas between the old, like soon to be underground buildings. Mm -hmm. And when they did that, it created like this underground channel of passageways and like old basements. Yeah. That is now today known as the underground city of Seattle. So Seattle actually has this whole underground infrastructure underneath it. You can take tours down there. What? Yeah. Never knew this. Yeah. Found out from Scooby Doo. Yeah. And I, actually, I, I watched a couple videos so of cool. the tours too when I was writing this because I was like, I need to see if this looks like oh how they're God. portraying it in the show. I'll put and it's a, really interesting. Some pictures so it's on like, Instagram. Of yeah. This yeah. City, well, I'm going to yeah. look into it now. It's very, very cool. Like it looks like, so you can see like the front of some buildings. Because, mm-hmm. okay, the way they had to do it, and I'm going to get through this quickly. I'm like dragging on about <laughs> Seattle history, but it is important to this episode. Okay. So they had to phase in the regrading of the city because you can't just bring all this dirt in at once and like boom overnight right. or like at the same time the whole city is it's risen like 10 yeah. to 30. Exactly. So there would be times where like you have a big city block and one half of the block would be like 20 feet above <laughs> the other block. But all so the shops, ladder. the shops, exactly. That's what they did. Because the good. shops on both sides would have to be operating because like yeah. you don't want to have to shut down your business for years when oh you're trying God. to rebuild. So they literally would put long ass ladders going down these, uh, these big ass drops so that people could get up and down into the shops. And a lot of people either missed the ladders oh no or just didn't see the drop-offs and like (gasps) 17 people died during the process of them regrading just from that and the coroner the coroner labeled it as involuntary suicide Like how terrible that's not a thing. That? It's not a thing. It's not. It is when you don't want the city to be held liable, I guess, yeah. for their blatant mistakes. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So naturally, with this number of people that died, unfortunately, in this regradation process, yeah. there are rumors and a lot of folklore mm-hmm. in Seattle now about that underground area uh, being haunted. Cool. And yeah, that is. A little bit of Seattle history that Sweet. brings us to today's episode um, of Scooby-Doo, and it tells us where our mystery begins. So cool. on that land above the underground city, we now, or well, at least in Scooby-Doo universe, <laughs> there was a construction site for a forthcoming shopping center, which okay. of course is all of the craze the uh, in the 70s, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and we see a worker telling uh, Joe, the crane operator, mm-hmm. where to place like a large steel beam that is, you know, being carried around this construction site by a crane. Mm-hmm. And as this worker is directing the beam, a big puff of red smoke appears behind him. And this guy, he's standing on like in like on a beam in like mm-hmm. the skeleton of this building oh. that's being constructed. So again, oh. not safe. That's yeah. Stable. And, and a puff of red smoke appears behind him. And as mm-hmm. the smoke kind of fades away, we see this large winged demon standing and like screeching behind what? the worker. Okay. If I could if I can describe this demon, yes, he has the face of a man, okay, the head of a bull, body of a gorilla, and like <laughs> maybe like wings and talons of like a bat, or like maybe an eagle, or I, I don't know, large bird. I don't know. He's just huge and loud and, and like frightening. Yes. <laughs> yes, and very weird. No, um, 
And so the guy, he turns around and he sees the demon behind him and he literally just screams like, it's the demon. And and his plan to escape from the clutches or from Mm -hmm. the horror of this demon is to jump on that bar that is being swung through the air by the crane. And it's not just the guy's idea. It's actually Joe, the crane operator who tells him, catch this beam, man. Yeah. So he catches it and actually it it works. I do not recommend doing this if you're ever being chased by a demon, but in this case it does work. The demon though, before the, uh, before the beam is able to be swung away and the guys, you know, put in a safe position, Mm -hmm. the demon like swipes at the beam. And he leaves a burning claw print oh. behind. So everyone's like, oh my God, like we've got evidence that yeah, this thing is real. Yeah. yeah. And apparently this was a big event. It was a very newsworthy event mm. because uh, we then see our, our dear friends of Mystery Inc. Reading the newspaper? Reading about it in a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> They're so they always are. I love they it. really are so informed. And uh, they're reading about this in a newspaper while they are enjoying lunch atop the Seattle Space Needle. Oh, cute. Uh, Scooby is eating lobster, by the way. So this is if your dog is eating lobster, though. <laughs> like, again, the Blake family is clearly funding this weekend getaway. Mm-hmm. Yep. I imagine that if there's a restaurant at the top of the Seattle Space Needle, probably it's probably pricey. not cheap. Yeah, yep, exactly. And so Vilma is reading this paper and she notes that... Uh, The legend of the demon who, you know, has been haunting this construction site, which which, by the way, uh, this is like the fifth time. So this has not happened once nor twice nor thrice. This is the (laughs) fifth time that this demon has popped up at this construction site. Mm. And Vilma notes that the legend of the demons comes from under, or the legend is that the demons come from underground beneath the city that was Uh. buried after that fire in 1889. Mm -hmm. And so the gang decides, all right, let's go to this construction site and investigate, yeah. gang. Let's let's stick our nose in yep, other they're people's like, we've business and affairs. construction sites before. Yeah. We got this. No and also, like, I guess from that newspaper article, it doesn't really say that any crimes particularly mm, are happening. Yeah. I guess if, if people are getting hurt by the demon, but otherwise they're just like, oh, something scary is happening somewhere. Yeah. Let's go investigate. So it's okay. not even like, we'll see if there's a crime yeah, that comes a through. solicitation for like, yeah, finding a <laughs> criminal, which exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they go to the construction site and they meet with uh, the owner of the construction company, who mm-hmm. happens to also be the first person to reportedly see the demons. Mm, okay. And his name is Mr. Sam Crenshaw. Okay. And as soon as like they show us in his office, so this place is totally ransacked. So he's standing there just showing them around like things are overturned stuff is like ripped what? off the walls like papers everywhere it's an absolute mess and the first thing he says to them is like yeah the demons broke into my office and took everything oh, like including the company funds which why well, would demons need money yeah <laughs> exactly There's no bank Bill, involved whatever Velma asks these same questions <laughs> like what would the demons want with money why yeah. why are you just keeping all of your company funds right here in, in your office trailer. yeah and crenshaw ever the wiser just like diverts like distract distract he's like well <laughs> he's that's like, the thing don't come think- my business practices please <laughs> right i don't even know who you kids are you just walked in here, <laughs> yeah questioning me. who are you um but he he tells them like well that's just it i think they were after this ancient talisman that is used to drive demons back underground. 
And so a talisman, it's just like an ancient relic of different Mm -hmm. cultures that drives away evil spirits or protects different things from evil spirits. I don't know if they're always shaped like medallions or like whatever. I thought that they could be shaped like different things. Yeah, I think it's anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like more of like the the spell or like the blessing mm-hmm. we put over it than the object itself, whatever. Yeah. In this case, the talisman that Crenshaw for some reason has, like how yeah. did you get this? I don't know, but it's shaped like a medallion, like a gold okay. medallion of some sort. Cool. And so Crenshaw tells the teens the legends of the demons, like where they came from and all of that. And he says that back in the 1860s, so actually before that fire hit, mm-hmm. uh, there was an earthquake, which... Seattle definitely has earthquakes Um, and a a demonic pair of arms reached out of like the fissure or whatever Uh, the the crack uh, in the ground from there and reached up for the sunlight and another one of the funniest Scooby-Doo lines uh ever (laughs) Crenshaw says quote unquote suddenly the air was full of sulfur smoke and demons So like imagine back then, obviously they didn't have like Doppler radar in the (laughs) 1860s, but imagine watching and they're like, all right, everyone, it's going to be a hot one out here today. Make sure you bring a towel because the air is going to be very full of demons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, don't forget your talisman when you head to the beach today. There's likely to be a high chance of demons trying to murder you and eat your children. Percentage out there today. Uh, So yeah, and. I mean, he's right, though, because in the next clip, you see literally these demons just like all floating through the air around like old town Seattle, like shrieking and just kind of scaring people away. Mm -hmm. And Crenshaw says that these demons ended up plaguing Seattle for years. They were reaping havoc around the city until one day a strange man appeared with the talisman that Crenshaw now now possessed. Mm -hmm. And he claimed this strange man that he uses some sort of black magic or whatever, and that it would drive the demons right back to where they came from. (laughs) H-E double hockey sticks, as as we used to (laughs) say, back back to where he came from. (laughs) And so after the uh, strange magic man did this the townspeople sealed the hole that the demons came Mm. out of with like this big old iron lid that has like the circular like (laughs) thing that you like screw it shut with amazing they're like winding it shut and lock it they were like we can only build homes with wood but we can create a very complicated metal mechanism for yes that will literally uh block off like a fissure from an earthquake which also would yeah. be like a long crack not just one yes whatever Correct. it worked though it all right worked good, because, good, good, good. who are we because even you know even though this was known locally as a big urban legend i mean it seemed to work until crenshaw and his construction crew accidentally <sighs> came across this lid opened it while they were building the shopping center because yeah if you see a big iron lid you know, in the middle of a field or whatever, the first thing you should do is just open it. Just Don't open contact it. the city to figure out yeah. what's under there. Just open no it. Authority. Don't open no. it. No, do not open it. Yikes. But they did. And uh, immediately after, a bunch of demons, demons like filled the air, no shit. <laughs> started attacking the construction site, knocking Damn. things over, destroying everything. And so this naturally intrigues like Daphne and Vilma. I mean, I guess all of them at this point, but Daphne in particular is like, wow, what? And she immediately starts looking for clues. Ooh. And remember, 
his office, this office that they're in is totally ransacked, mm-hmm. an absolute mess. But for some reason, Daphne, she's just so aware of what's going on mm. that she, at her feet, she looks down and she sees a matchbox and okay. she picks it up and thinks, oh, wow, this must have something to do with something. Okay. And so they read that it's a matchbox for a place called the Crow's Nest. And Crenshaw, he sees it and just kind of dismisses it saying, oh, the Crow's Nest, that's that's just an old waterfront dive nearby okay no no need to to check worry about that mm-hmm. and fred immediately says well let's check it out <laughs> i mean good move on fred's part also yeah, good move I on guess. daphne's part i guess i mean yeah, yeah in this follow it's, it's every big lead. office in this big office with all this stuff everywhere she just so happened to find sure. something that happened to be a clue immediately mm-hmm. a matchbox something as innocuous as that was uh actually established about to- <laughs> That she's a corporate spy in other episodes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, she knows how to tune in. She knows exactly. Yeah. She probably actually already has some background information. Like her <laughs> her family gives her like a dossier before every investigation <laughs> and she goes through, like, uh, look for anything that says the crow's, crow's nest on nest. it. Got it. Yes. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> And so, of course, the gang makes their way to the crow's nest. And at first, when Crenshaw describes it as a dive, my initial thought is bar. like a dive bar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're just kind of like send these kids off to a bar. Which, <laughs> So I guess he didn't send them off for one. And yeah. two, the legal drinking age 18. was different back then. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if they are 18, but whatever. Yeah, anyway, yeah, turns yeah. out, turns out, though, it's actually a hotel. Oh, so okay. maybe... They used to call hotels dives back then. I don't know. know. Or maybe just uh, the writers like forgot that they put dive in there and then they ended up drawing it as a hotel and they're like, oh, well, guess it's a hotel now. Yeah, it's a kid's show. Sure. Uh, Right. They won't notice. They don't know what dive is anyway. So the gang gets there. They enter the hotel and immediately they encounter a woman named Captain Sally, who appears to be kind of in charge or like running the whole operation she's Mm -hmm. at the front desk she's a bigger lady she's just kind of like leaning over she looks like the person in the town you come to for all the tea Mm -hmm. like she's like leaning over the counter like just waiting for some juicy gossip to reach her hotel because she's like oh man i just love hearing about people yeah and she immediately yes already and she immediately tells the teens like oh yeah I saw one of those demons scared the shit shit out of me. Thing was ugly. (laughs) Like just going (laughs) on about how ugly and how frightening and terrifying it was. Uh And then shortly after, uh, the gang meets her first mate. Um, Yeah, which because they're in a hotel. Exactly. It's like if they were on a ship, that would make sense. I'm not sure what the first mate at a hotel does. Oh, but I guess like the crow's nest is like where you sit to like like on a ship to like yeah things out. So it's a yes, yes. You are now with your pirate episode last week. (laughs) Yeah, now uh, I know everything about give us all the anatomy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pirate ship. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, (laughs) this man, her first mate, his name is uh, Albert Tross. Okay, as yes. in albatross. Albatross, yes, <laughs> as an albatross. Okay, got it. And he's just a very a swashbuckling looking fellow, mm-hmm. you know, like the the captain's hat and uh-huh. the big the big beard. Mm-hmm. I, did he have an eye patch? Oh my god, yes. I don't remember. Let's act like he, he did though. Yeah. Let's act like he does. Yeah, <laughs> he dark does now. beard, very, very tall guy, mm-hmm. um, kind of slender but tall. 
And uh, the gang, he they're actually scared at first because he kind of like sneaks up around a corner yeah. and Shaggy, obviously scared of everything, initially thinks mm. he's the demon when he when Albert Tross comes okay. around the corner. Yeah. So they're like at first apologizing to him like, oh my God, we're so sorry. Like we're a little shook by the demon, yep. <laughs> a little frightened. And Tross actually, like he sympathizes with them because he too has seen the demon sneaking onto the docks late at night through the fog. Mm. And he's like, no, like, I agree. These things are frightening. Like, I am also shook by their presence. By this terrifying thing. Yeah. <laughs> by what is happening to this town. And so as he says that, the gang's like, oh, the docks, you say. That <laughs> this I know we where we're going. Not, yeah, we're not yep. finding anything here at the crow's nest. So I guess yeah. let's go check out the docks and maybe okay. we'll see if we can catch them and get some leads. Cool. And so they split up. And uh, they send uh, Scooby and Shaggy down one way to the to one end of the docks and mm-hmm. Velma and Fred and Daphne start to exit to go another way. But of course, as the teens turn their back to leave the crow's nest, uh-huh. Tross and Sally like turn and look at each other and do like that classic evil like Scooby-Doo <laughs> villain grin or Smile. like this person may be the culprit. Yeah, yeah. like sending these kids off yeah, to, to their the unfortunate docks, demise. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. so makes the viewer think okay let's put a pin in that because yes. they're probably going to be on our suspect list tight. later zoom in got it no yes doubt. exactly zoomed in they're grinning mm-hmm. and like looking at each other like oh clearly they're in cahoots in one way or another yeah something's happening so as shaggy and scooby are making their way to investigate their end of the docks before mm-hmm. they even like start looking for clues they are chased by the demon of course he pops up in front of him it's like dang we can't even get like two steps away (laughs) and the demon pops up sweet and so classic you know chase ensues but they are able to escape and they circle back around and meet the rest of the crew or the gang back in front of the crow's nest Mm -hmm. um again seems like they've not lived up to their end of the bargain (laughs) they just kind of stood right outside of the hotel remained (laughs) there and didn't find anything or didn't look for any clues in the meantime while shaggy and scooby got you know yeah their their lives lives. threatened exactly and so as they're you know back in front of the uh i was gonna say the restaurant because i keep thinking it's a dive (laughs) as they were in front of the hotel um they're talking to the gang about the recent chase and telling them what the demons look like and everything and captain sally you hear her screaming inside oh my god and she runs out and she uh-huh. says that the demons have just taken poor albert so oh, we've no. now got an abduction to add to here's the crime list. okay yes Kidnapping. crime it's on exactly Yikes. and i guess i guess now that we know that like company funds were stolen from, oh right um Crenshaw, yeah. I guess perhaps, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've got a few crimes now that the kids can choose from, any of which <laughs> they could have called the authorities about, but no, of Not course, today. they're going to solve this investigation Duh. themselves. Duh. So they're told that Albert's been taken and Fred's immediate thought is, well, let's go investigate in the underground city because clearly they've taken Albert down there. Cool. Um, coincidentally though, one of the easiest access points to this underground city is through Captain Sally's basement. Um, Interesting. Now, and I will say, even like in the real world today, the way that you access these tours to see underground mm-hmm. Seattle is through the basements of buildings that were around okay. back then. 
um, because now it, it's just like the third or second floor of those buildings is now like the ground level. Oh, so the first okay. two floors are now just like buried, the basement. Basically. So you just go in on what's now like the third floor and then take stairs down okay. into certain points that they've like cleaned up for public tours and whatnot. Okay, cool. Um, so not super inaccurate that you would be mm. able to access this Through underground city okay. exactly like, from a basement. What are the chances? High. Right. Chances now, what are, are the, what are the chances that it's this basement of the yes, first building so. that the kids choose to investigate? Well, they are stellar investigators, so <laughs> perhaps they knew all along. Truly. But Velma notes that, so when they get to the basement, they see a door to lead them into the underground city. Mm-hmm. And Velma notes that while the door is clean, the wall around it is like covered in cobwebs and it's very dusty. Okay. And so Fred's like, well, someone must be using the door to get to the underground city. I'm not sure if that's the way dust settles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you got to do to get this clue. Yes. We won't question it. They make their way through this door and they are immediately in a cave like setting. Um, So, yeah, we're coming back to caves as well. (laughs) Similar themes between our recent episodes Mm -hmm. here. And this is kind of where the uh, realisticness, I don't know, Mm. the realistic, the accuracy ends uh, from everything that I've seen about the underground city. And yes, I've never been to Seattle. I've never (laughs) gone to the underground city, but I watched a few videos of like full length tours through it to get a feel of what it looks like. It is not like an underground cave. <laughs> it's, uh, not... it's like human made structure type of thing versus yeah, wild yeah, like cave. what you'll it, it's it's like an unfinished basement. Um, mm, okay. they had to put cement in between like the buildings, so it's like cemented up. There's some brick. In some places, you can still see like the wood paneling from the original facade of the old okay. buildings and stuff. But in between that, it's just like cement floors and like wood yeah. planks and stuff and it's not like a big cave like with like high rise but like a legitimate <laughs> city underneath it's it's just like a passage wait is that what they walked ways. into though yes like, they walk in cavern with city a, a huge cavern with like individual <laughs> like single standing buildings like <laughs> that makes it so much to, better to their credit the buildings a lot of the buildings were like cabin like and had mm, like that wooden facade vibe. so give them that credit to like that old <laughs> school Seattle yeah. portrayal I guess it's cooler I, to have like more dramatic to have the gang walk into that than like yeah, yeah we're in a tunnel just, like an underground tunnel we're still in a like tunnel. brick in yeah exactly yeah. and like cement like uh that's that's Great. not as cool yeah, so yes this is this is where the creative liberties mm, uh definitely in. definitely come in Good for them. and so they enter into this massive underground cavern and shaggy and scooby are still pretty uh they're pretty scared from being chased by the demon on the docks mm-hmm. and so they're like walking backwards while the rest of the crew is just like walking normally <laughs> to figure out where they're going because they're Uh like no 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 that demon's not going to sneak on us again Mm, uh but since they're not facing the rest of the crew they don't see where they're going and they get separated and lost and running right into the demon oh no (laughs) so so plan ruined unfortunately yeah but they are then you know chased around uh the underground city quite a bit until again they reconvene with the gang and they're telling them again like oh my gosh the demon was in that area we need to figure out somewhere else to hide and the gang is meanwhile they've they've come across that iron lid 
that the ah. old, old townspeople used to seal the demons in after that earthquake hit back mm. in like 1860 or whatever. Okay. And now that obviously, so obviously I don't think demons ever actually came out of the ground in Seattle, but I did not even, I didn't look into if there was a big earthquake in Seattle oh, in, okay, in the year 1816. I don't well, know. Let's go with it. There might've been, I don't yeah, know. There is but now, anyway. Sure. So they're unable to open this lid that the demons were, you know, to the secret underground layer, whatever, where the demons were banished to years <laughs> uh-huh. and years ago. Um, instead, they decide to just keep kind of strolling Watering. around the underground city. Yeah, okay. literally. They're just like, all right, let's yeah. see what else is down here then. Yeah, speak little tourists. And yeah, we, we toured above ground Seattle. Now let's go underground. <laughs> they're like taking and- pictures with the demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and actually yeah they they kind of kind of do do this because they no. know that there's like a dress shop and whatnot in one corner of town and then they also mm. know a museum in another corner and they decide hey yeah. let's check out this museum and it's a weird museum especially when you think that it must have been around before 1889 right. when the city was buried um because it's filled with like statues of uh of old monsters um like werewolves and mummy statues and yeah just like phantom statues like life-size ones almost like like madame tussauds like Uh, wax museum but only for monsters Monsters. but also i guess they're not wax because the kids see one display of the demons actually like the demons that are haunting and they notice that it's it's a display of what should be three of them but one of them is missing. Mm, like and that. so I guess it's it's also like a costume, not just a sculpture. Like it's okay. something that someone They're can actually costume. put on. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Costumes just like held up by like wooden sticks or something <laughs> inside. And, I like so, that. and so the kids are like, huh, something is definitely fishy down here. This is yeah. clearly like the demon should be here. And so they decide, uh, or sorry, as, as they're talking about this fishiness of the museum, uh, a cloud of smoke appears behind Uh-oh. Daphne because she's kind of like standing at the back of the group. Uh-huh. And a demon silently appears behind her, grabs her, oh, and no. carries her away. So we have a legit kidnapping here, y'all. Okay, yeah, this is like number two like legit, kidnapping. Legit. Yes. Or and, yeah, yeah, but full on, like unsuspecting. Yes. And because pretty sure like Daphne is like actually under is 18 or under. Yeah. Like, like so she's yeah, this is a legit, missing this child isn't just now. exactly this is a missing child has Holy been abducted <laughs> in the middle of a cave oh, by an alleged demon oh, God. in oh, a no, far no, away no. city so this actually real world application would be absolutely terrifying right and like how do you like cross state lines with jurisdictions yes. of like her home one yes. versus the seattle oh no no, no yes no, no. um so naturally the gang they're even more shook lose they their decide shit. That yeah. they lose their shit they're like all right we gotta slow up and find daphne yeah not cool y'all yeah not like cool. this got real ones that actually impacted us yes <laughs> before it was all just fun because we had really no stake in the game now like uh uh-oh uh but they you know in classic mystery fashion they're certain to not take it too seriously uh because they they split up shaggy Uh and scooby they wind up in a music shop somehow and before you know actually looking around they decide oh hey Let's play with some of these old musical instruments that are in here. So they're playing uh, with, um, I believe you call it a uh, uh, of the player pianos, like the piano, the ones that have um, 
like the notes rolling oh, through so them, like read it, the, yeah. the self-playing ones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So they're, they're like messing around with one of those totally break Focused, it by the way. Yeah. Course. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know who owns the shop if it's been <laughs> abandoned no for hundreds of years, whatever, yeah. but yeah, they break like everything in there. Great. And as they're messing with all of these instruments, they start to actually hear like the struggled muffling of like a woman somewhere like mm, mm, help me uh-huh. whatever and so i don't know why but they immediately think it's the demon oh no i don't know Did so they, they start to run away oh no yeah they run away and they're like trying to find a place to hide in this music no. shop and they hide inside a piano like you know how you can like take the top oh, up yeah, off they, of it? they jump like in. jump in there <laughs> But then you like see the piano shaking and they pop back out and Daphne pops out with them. They found Daphne just like that. That was quick. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, glad she was found. She's like, that creepy demon stuffed me in this piano. (laughs) And yet another classic Scooby-Doo line. Shaggy's like, well, thank goodness it wasn't a harmonica. Get out. Get Get out of here. In the show right now. In the show. Um, okay, but yeah, good. so I'm glad they found so, her quickly. Exactly. I think the writers were like, wait a minute. Like they just recapped what, what I just went through yeah. and they were like, wait a minute, we can't like, oh, was have, a little like, dark. A yeah. That's actually, that would be very scary. We can't really scare our, our, yeah, viewers our that child, much. Like let's make it, let's make it like a, a fun mm. abduction. <laughs> like, they'll find her quickly. She, she's just in a piano. It's okay. She's it's not, not like tied up to anything. I it's hear fine. your abduction idea, Symphony, <laughs> but I think we need to make it more fun, a little more lighthearted yeah. so the yeah. kids can relate to it, you know? Right. Just liven it up a little bit, yeah. make it PG abduction. Yep, perfect. Um, or even G-rated abduction. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So anyway, uh, those three, they leave the music shop and they find that Fred and Vilma, apparently they were also not taking Daphne's abduction too seriously. Damn, guys. <laughs> they're in a drugstore nearby, just like looking for clues. It could be argued that they're looking for clues for Daphne, but I do okay. not believe they were because Velma cool. is like looking at drug bottles, right? She's like looking closely at what the contents what on is that going to tell you are. exactly. You're not going to find Daphne that way. You're going to find her by yeah. like moving like bookshelves yeah, moving out of the way, looking, looking for trap for doors. Yep. Exactly. Not by like, oh, this drug is still on the shelf. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder yeah. what this will do. 200 yeah. years old. Hot. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. boy. we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> oh, no. um, so we yeah, they're noting, they're noting that the shelves of the drugstore are all still full and you know, full of supplies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And also that some of these bottles look like they've been recently tampered with. So okay. these are certainly now all considered clues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, what harm could come from opening one of those two pot- potentially 200 year old bottles? Uh-huh, Who knows? Vilma's going to find out. Oh, she no. opens one up and snips directly into it. And dude, she makes the funniest face <laughs> like, oh my God. That, that no, you got to waft. That's what the science class always <laughs> taught us. It. You waft. You waft it. So yep. she immediately regrets her decision <laughs> to sniff this. Get a shit. And at that exact same time, Shaggy taps her on the shoulder because they're back and they found Daphne. Uh-huh. And so she drops this bottle. It scares the crap oh, out God. of her. She drops this bottle and smoke, a red cloud of smoke begins to fill the air (laughs) yes and so they're like okay well this now is another clue 
Uh, but as the smoke dissipates, the demon oh, takes its place. Dang so it. then, then, yes, another Scooby-Doo chase nice. uh, ensues. Um, and so realizing that the only way that they are going to be able to get past this demon, because it just keeps turning up around every corner, kidnapping Truly. them, scaring them, cornering them. They're like, all right, y'all, we need that talisman. Um, let's go, let's go back to see if Sam Crenshaw will let us borrow it. Maybe? Yeah. Even though it seems like super expensive and like something right, he like, doesn't want to give up. Yeah. Something like super important to his family and like all of Seattle history and whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. But whatever. Let these teenagers borrow it real quick. They yep. never get stuff stolen. No, they don't break it. The, Please don't look the in the music store. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah, totally yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. So they get back to the construction office. Again, lots of walking, lots of driving, lots of traveling for Mystery mm-hmm. Inc. We know that they are no strangers to that, to a little nope. road trip. Yep. And when they get back to the office, they assume that the demons have taken Mr. Crenshaw because even though his Uh-oh. office was a mess before, it's even messier now. Oh no! This time, the demons have added some writing, literal writing on the walls. Okay. Apparently, they know English and they've got great penmanship. Oh, good because they wrote notes to whoever enters the office that say, Ooh. leave, do not follow. He is ours. Oh. You will never see him again. Oh. Gotta love someone who's direct, right? Yeah. They are, <laughs> telling- anything, good at communication. <laughs> Healthy demon good. communication. Yes. And they obviously are practicing their like phonetics and their writing and all of <laughs> yeah. that. Very, very neatly written on the wall so that everyone is very Gets aware of what the message is. Cool. And so a third kidnapping is the message. A third, another kidnapping. Yep. Here we go. These teens just keep getting busier and busier by the day. Yeah, truly. And so even though, yes, they realize that it looks like Sam Crenshaw has been kidnapped or abducted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred is like, well, I guess, I mean, that shouldn't stop us from using the talisman, though, if it's here, right? <laughs> so Fred opens up. Uh, up. Being chore. like, okay, gang, hear me out. Like, he might be kidnapped. We got Daphne back though. He could be murdered, but I think he would want us to have this family heirloom. Right. He would want us to save him. So he would want us to steal this talisman to save him. I feel like Fred would be like, he wants us to take it. And then like Daphne or Velma would be like to save him. And Fred would be like, yeah, 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 to save him. Like he wasn't even whatever. thinking about that. Yes. <laughs> um, oh yeah, definitely that. Yeah, yeah. They're they're honest brokers. Typically, <laughs> Fred's not totally gonna just pocket that after they end this mystery. Yeah. But anyway, he goes to check to see if the talisman is in Crenshaw's desk, and it is not. So the demons oh. have not only taken Crenshaw, they got the talisman too. I thought you were so about to say like, that it was just in the drawer, and the demons like couldn't find it in the drawer. Like they can write, <laughs> it's right there. And, like, they can't open a drawer. Like they don't have like opposable thumbs or something. They spent all their time learning penmanship and how to write in English. They did not study basic <laughs> like skills of logic. Yeah, you know how to basic find physics. Clues, no. Okay, cool. No. I'm yes. glad it's no, gone, they, I guess, they, they did. Yeah. It, it makes sense. They yeah. they found it and they snatched him okay. and it Great. right from the office. So the gang's like, well, shit. I mean, we're no match for these demons on our own, but we literally have nowhere else to look besides mm. the underground city. So I guess we'll go back, back there. <laughs> Turning right back around. Because I guess like 
they don't really have much else planned for this weekend getaway in Seattle. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure they have a dinner reservation tonight, but they've got some time to yeah. kill in between. We got so time. they're like, yeah, let's, let's go back down there. Okay, and the next scene, you see them back in the underground city or like in this cave setting. And they are literally sprinting grace. Like they are running through this city. So yes, their dinner reservation is later, but they <laughs> still don't want to miss it. Right. So, yeah. Like they have some, yeah urgency Some, around this. exactly a little yeah. bit of urgency and so while they're running through the city they run into actually an entire gang of these demons I oh think there's no. like three of them yeah and a chase ensues naturally yeah. so we're learning now that there are multiple it's not okay. just one that one popping up and so as they're running they they come across this like old cable car roundhouse like you know like the circular um like not a dock, you don't call it docking for cable cars, but like all the trolley like the lines. Platform, like, yeah, like where like they arrive kind of thing. Exactly. And yeah. they can all like switch their oh, routes or yes. whatever from there. Oh god, yeah. yeah. And there's like all these levers and stuff to control the yeah, cable it's like cars and everything. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Um, and so the kids get in there like, huh, it's an old cable car roundhouse, but this is strange because all of the machinery in here and the levers all look brand new even okay. though it would have been from like 1889. So <laughs> Fred notices this and he just like immediately pulls a lever. <laughs> it's like all, all these like lights are beeping and flashing and it's like the stuff is clearly on. So he like just pulls a lever and a cable car just like enters Zooms right off. into, it, it nice. like, yeah, enters into the room. And Shaggy and Scooby, of course, decide to get on this cable car rather Sweet. than continuing to solve the mystery in time yep. for their dinner reservation. <laughs> and um. After riding in the car for a couple seconds, they like notice that there is a demon in the back corner of it and it starts to chase them around the trolley. Oh no, just like in the circle. Oh Um, no. So, okay, just let me listen. There is is no amount of storytelling skills or like oratorical knowledge that could allow me to describe the way this chase goes down (laughs) okay it is very like I watched this episode a few times Uh to write this and I never I I don't know how this chase had I don't know how it works (laughs) I know like in your last episode there was a crazy chase and you're like I'm gonna try to explain this yeah this one's an option I'm not going to try to explain okay. this. I'm we'll going to say it. you have to watch it, but okay. suffice it to say that it involves in an underground city, uh-huh. massive tunnels, a series of steep hills, <laughs> and uh-huh. a trolley that just quite frankly seems to defy the laws of nature <laughs> and physics. Okay. Um, we can leave it at that. I won't press and, you more. And it ends... And an old film studio set in the old abandoned city. Wait, in the 1800s? <laughs> yeah. Of a film set? Yeah, in 1889. I mean. Okay. Cameras? Yeah. 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 And so the way what happens is Scooby and Shaggy like pretend that they're film directors. <laughs> God damn it. And they somehow get the demon into a tutu and they're like commanding him around. Yeah, Classic. like, all right, on your mark, we're going to go, like, three, two, like, you know, getting ready. Yeah, the, to, like, clapper and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is how they trick the demon. 
Okay. And somehow Scooby like releases some lever that then sends him and Shaggy down a chute. And okay. when they get down the chute, they run into the rest of the gang. Oh, great. And they find out they're they're in the basement of that museum that had all of the monster statues oh, in it. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I would like, like to see I, the blueprint for this place. Yeah, exactly. That's why I schematic. was like, that's why I was like, I'm going to describe the very beginning of this and the very end. Because <laughs> there is no logical way to explain the middle. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, we can keep moving. Great. Yeah. So anyway, so they're back in the basement of this museum and Fred is like, all right, guys, I think I have a plan on how we're going to capture these demons. He says that they're going to lure the demons onto these trolley tracks that they found. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to send like all the different statues out on the tracks. Like they'll connect them to the cable car thing overhead and send them out. Uh And it's going to make the demon think that he's the one being chased by the monster. Classic. Classic. Right. So they do this, they set it up and they start sending all of these monsters down different parts of the trolley tracks Mm -hmm. and it starts to work. The demon is like cornered by them and with nowhere else to run, he hides into that, uh, that iron lid back into that underground, whatever hidey hole that is down there. (laughs) And so the kids chase him over there. And after the demon closes it, they're like, well, shoot, we got to make sure that we caught him. And also oh, no. we want to so unmask him. Open it so up. Let's open it up after we just banished a dangerous demon. Down right. There. We didn't learn that last time you opened up a random hidey hole thing, more demons were released. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm confused on how many hidey holes you saying that just made me realize that this isn't yeah, this the same hidey hole from the construction Correct. site. Yeah. So this I don't, like again, I'm not. This is like an 1890s one. <sighs> Unclear. Yeah, maybe there were more stories of demons escaping mm, that Crenshaw yeah. didn't tell them about. So there were multiple Probably. like lids all throughout Seattle. Yes. <laughs> from where they, yeah. like, just cover it with a lid. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yes, they're able to get the lid open this time. And they all that they see, unfortunately, it's not a demon, but it's actually like this very steep spiral staircase Ooh. that then just goes Intricate. into darkness. So, okay. yes. So they decide, all right, well, guess we're going to go down this steep, dark <laughs> staircase let's go and, deeper uh, into the earth yes and right figure now out what's going on yeah Sweet. um and so they start to go down and immediately as they get down there it's just like a storage basement type of situation oh, okay, like good. a lot of boxes and of course barrels right. everywhere barrels and they immediately run into albert tross And he's like super happy to see them. Like, oh my God, thank you. You saved me. Like I've been Shanghai down here. The (laughs) demons got me. Uh And the kids are like reveling in his praise. Like, yes, yes, toss, toss. We're this close to solving the mystery. And Scooby like bumps into this old chest that's kind of, you know, sitting back behind all these boxes that Uh are down there. And he accidentally breaks it. Oh, And when he does that, a bunch of money comes out of this chest like coins and all types of stuff and tross is like furious he's like get away from me sea chest (laughs) he calls it that (laughs) 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 and fred after tross says that fred's like just as i suspected so fred like apparently knew all this time okay he's like oh fred fred knows that tross actually is a double crosser of some sort so they then Tross like runs away after because he's clearly exposed that he is yeah. obviously up Somehow, to no good. So yeah. run, and his running away 
even further proves that he's up to no good. Yeah, yeah, it was more <laughs> guilty by running, yes. And so the gang is chasing after him. They eventually catch him and, of course, trap him in, like, a barrel or, like, a crate of some sort. The usual. And it's at this point that we're like, oh, wait, Albert Tross is the thing that needs to be unmasked, not the demon. <laughs> Your face says it all. That was my face, too, honestly. I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, they take a mask off of Albert Tross. <laughs> what? I was going to let you guess, but there's really, yeah, sorry. So the I wouldn't have guessed. I've done, it's like not, not the kind of episodes where you can like guess who the culprit is. So I'm just like going to tell you, yes, wait. Albert Tross is a person in a mask. Wait, yeah, hold on. So I have to guess now who's in the mask of Albert Tross? Yes, yes. Okay, no, no, no. Do you yeah, want me don't to run have... through the clues first or? Yeah, I mean, I'm just... I guess it's. Yeah, I know. It's a moment. So you want me to give you a moment? You need, you need a second. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I'm confused as to, I mean, Freddie being like, yes, I knew it. I assume it's him being like, yes, I knew that Albatross, as I'm just going to call him, is mm-hmm. like nefarious and up to no good. Clearly he's guilty. But like, what was the moment in which they were looking at this person and said, I don't, think I don't think your face is real <laughs> <laughs> and just like started clawing at like the base of like what his neck or something <laughs> to like imagine peel it off imagine if they had been wrong right because <laughs> it's, it's like, like ah, he's just, right he's just clawing at him in a dark yeah. cave because it's not, not like this is not a fake beard kids <laughs> right because it's not like the other ones where like like my last one where it was like, oh, I look like a pirate but the only time we saw you was in the context of you being a pirate like they have seen Alba Albatross in like a mm-hmm. real world setting. Yeah. And now they're like, you have a mask on. We're going to rip yeah. your face off. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. Go ahead and run through it all. I'm all just right. flabbergasted. <laughs> right? I'm overwhelmed. Um. Yeah. And unfortunately you will continue to be overwhelmed. <laughs> okay. Um. So the clues again, scarce as they are, you've got the matchbox for uh, mm. the crow's nest. You have the missing demon costume. Um, sorry, I'm kind of doing this off of memory because they don't really like run through them the way they yeah. typically do. Um, you have the 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 trolley, like the roundhouse mm. station with the new levers and all yeah. of that. I think. And then can I you run through the of cast of characters again? Oh, yes, yes. Suspects? Yeah. yeah, so we have um, uh, Sam Crenshaw, who owns the construction company owns the talisman somehow Mm -hmm. um was abducted by the demons apparently we have albert tross who so i thought man in the mask but worked with sally the captain Captain. and owner whatever front person host uh what do you call it desk worker whatever concierge concierge thank you at um the crow's nest hotel um that's it i mean yeah you also see like joe the crane operator (laughs) the construction worker guy their waiter at the restaurant at the seattle space needle i guess like (laughs) these are these are your choices um i am so confused Mm -hmm. because i thought albatross was a suspect and a character and as soon as you were like get away from my treasure i was like well clearly yes he's he did it but yeah, he doesn't exist. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah. So he he did still do it. So I guess the question is, who is Albert Tross? Oh yeah, really? yeah. Um, yeah. And there's more than 
there's multiple demons too. I guess they just have this one. I get is it it's a tricky Sam? one. It is. It is. It is Sam Crenshaw. Acting it is Sam Crenshaw. Like wearing a mask Albert of Tross? Albert. Yes. Okay. Of, of Albert Tross. Yes. Okay. Um, again, similar themes to the episode that you just did, that the last episode mm. you did, where you have someone literally tanking their own business. <gasps> right. Yeah. What's the deal here? We're gonna get to it. We're okay. gonna get to it. Again, more similar themes. Your last episode got me very excited because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm about to be repeating a lot of the same shit she was okay. saying. But I love it because yes. again, just showing how uh often we think alike. <laughs> um, so yeah, they pull off the mask and it's Mr. Crenshaw in disguise. Uh-huh. And um, unlike probably the entire audience, Daphne goes, I get it. Uh, he was going to Damn. use Crenshaw was going to use the albatross disguise for his getaway to which I was like, okay, okay. what getaway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this explained nothing to me. Yeah. Like, what? And, and so Fred, you know, he supplements that point by uh-huh. saying, yeah, see Crenshaw, he was trying to get away, but we found the matchbook that connected Crenshaw to albatross. Because they said, okay, oh, so the Crenshaw must go to the crow's, crow's nest. nest. Albertross uh-huh. works there. So, okay. okay, but still, okay, what getaway are we talking about? <laughs> Both what getaway are we talking yeah. about? And why is he acting like another person acting like a demon? Yeah, exactly. Still. So Daphne, she adds on. Okay. So since Crenshaw was trying to get away, he had to make Albertross get away too because we made the connection that they uh, knew each other okay again yeah. i say what getaway are you talking about <laughs> uh-huh. and so vilma continues by saying that mr crenshaw he got his demon costume from the museum mm-hmm. in the underground city yes okay. and fred says that what he did to make it look like there were multiple uh demons because there actually is only one oh. he hooked the other statues onto he literally did exactly the what the teens did oh, yeah shit. he hooked the other monsters oh, onto the trolley system okay <laughs> fred's like yes and he did that and it made it look like an army of demons were running <laughs> loose in the streets which like dude fred back up calm down there were literally three of them chasing Daphne's like I'm the one telling the story sit down Fred also um yeah but it's like it was no army of demons there were three of them okay dude and only in the caves not the streets exactly yeah chill and then Vilma's like all of the smoke and the sizzling handprints that were left behind Mm -hmm. on the construction site all of those were used with the, or were made using the chemicals that they found in that old drugstore. Oh, wow. That seems very dangerous. Cool. It does. Yes. Yeah. So Crenshaw is also apparently a chemist, chemist or whatever of some sort. Cool. Whatever. So <laughs> Crenshaw, again, saying an iteration of our favorite line. They yes. say it again in this episode. Your kids think you're pretty smart. I would have gotten away Ooh. with it all too if you and that dog hadn't come along. You're uh, damn right, so, Sam. Damn right. You cannot escape mystery Inc. <laughs> so the uh that's it the gang they end their investigation and they are able to make their dinner resi in time they go <laughs> back at the exact same restaurant oh back at the space right, needle right in that lobster exactly and Classy. yes he is eating lobster again so Good. imagine if the dog is eating lobster two nights in a row this is an expensive expensive yeah. trip so um 
I want to apologize by presenting to you another episode with a terribly developed motive uh, <laughs> for the culprit, but okay. I will not apologize for what we are going to do next. We get to wildly speculate. Okay. Because not once in this episode is any treasure in the underground Ooh. city mentioned like whatsoever. Like okay, they yeah. never, ever, not until yeah, Albert Shaw's only- is caught. Yeah, they only mentioned money when uh, Crenshaw says, like, I got robbed. Literally, that's it. Or, well, well, well it. yeah, they mention it then, exactly. But when they're talking about, like, any treasure that someone would want from the underground right. city, yeah, nothing. like, there's none of that. Yeah. So I guess, like, they just want us to assume that Crenshaw was somehow after this massive treasure and he came across oh. it and... For some reason, like, so I don't know who would own that treasure. Like, I don't know who he's technically stealing it from if it's in this old abandoned city. Um, I guess I was assuming that it's like all of his loose change from his company that he's just like trying to embezzle. Oh, I guess. And I go on. I guess that, yeah, I kind of like, I like that angle. So the, my, my wild speculation huh. is that Crenshaw, he is just like extremely, extremely obsessed with this folklore of demons. And this, I guess it's not folklore of the underground city because really, there really is an yeah. underground, <laughs> just kind of underground city down yeah. there. And so he probably like mapped out where all of the old banks and all of the old like rich people oh. and like the successful businesses were, their safes and everything. And yeah. figured, since they're all abandoned, like, hey, I can go down there. I can steal all of these riches and all of yeah. these artifacts for myself. No one else is trying to do it because yeah. the stuff is like blocked off and sealed off. Yeah. So he mapped this all out um, through all of his research. He came across this talisman. He probably got it through very unethical means, I would mm-hmm. assume. Yeah. Uh, this ancient relic had, I, I don't think it had anything yeah, to do so with him. Yeah, he probably got it family. down there. Yeah, exactly. Found it down there. And uh, he then used his construction company as a front to have access to that iron lid where he could then store his riches and also have, you know, like a direct line to the underground city. Yeah. And so you're wondering though, sure, but why would he tank his own business in order to do this? When you put on the mask in the costume and you're blaming it on demons, similarly yeah. to your last episode, my theory, insurance, insurance fraud, fraud right? baby. All you got to say is, yeah, it was criminal misconduct on my construction right. site, or it was like force majeure, an act right. of God, something right. happened well, and these demons are haunting us and they destroyed it. So he's taking money yeah. from the insurance company, yep. he's getting riches from the old abandoned city. Both sides of the equation. Oh shit. Well, yeah, being like, yeah, my whole all of our funds were in there. It like I can claim property damage on top Mm -hmm. of everything being stolen. Exactly. So he's I I mean, yeah, he he would get a hefty insurance fraud check. Yes, I guess (laughs) I'm fraudulent check, but perplexed (laughs) by him acting as albatross and like the knowing like conniving smile with captain the captain Sally yeah. or whatever her name was and yes. also like if they were friends couldn't he just access it through her hotel yeah you know and that is why um captain sally she's never mentioned again and part of my speculation was like maybe she actually had something to do with it and he just didn't mm. give her up because he wanted her to keep going down and finding oh shit so it's gonna stuff. continue yeah um but you make a good point like if she already had access maybe to like really play on the um the old legend of the demons yeah they had to like 
they needed the the iron lid that was specifically in the construction site or oh, something yeah. to like really it like embellish the story type of thing yeah. yeah um or or maybe yeah Sally isn't in on it at all and for mm. some reason like they just creepily looked at each other yeah and then never <laughs> or maybe anything. yeah maybe she just looked at him like that because she knew that he had a mask on but like didn't know what he was up to yeah she's like i know you're not really albert tross yeah. but i don't know what you are doing so let's chuckle <laughs> yeah. as these kids leave yeah and she's like i know i don't know what's going on but i'll yeah. just laugh <laughs> i'm so perplexed by this one mm-hmm. yeah Even more another- so I- yeah then like the last one where like yeah your mode I think the insurance scam part of it makes sense because before mm-hmm. you added that in I was like well if no one else is going down there stealing it he can just be stealing it without even a costume and stuff yeah but the insurance scam side of things one's right. got to go with the other because I guess yeah how else is he gonna like just leave his business behind if he's not like it was going under because of all of x y and z and so I decided to shut it down after I cashed yeah. that check because maybe yeah. that's his getaway is that now he's going to use all of this money or he was going to use all of this money to actually True. get a ship with Captain Sally and sail yeah. and sail and then meet Redbeard and <laughs> all of them, <laughs> all of our stories come, come sail away, circle. come sail away. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Well, this whole time I've been thinking, uh, I've never seen Sleepless in Seattle, but I guess I have now. that's what it's about Uh, yeah apparently these kids did not sleep um one bit as they were running through this underground city not at all um Um, wow great work great job thank you i now i want to visit seattle now i want to i want to go on that tour yeah i really want to tour these underground cities they're not free apparently the tours they do cost money i don't know how much but apparently like from the videos that i watched it looks really cool really interesting very creepy apparently like they are haunted people say they like see ghosts or strange figures down there I so bet like those 17 jam. involuntary suicides haunt that <sighs> shit probably. Uh, uh, I still, yeah. c- I, I could not believe it when I read that that's what they <laughs> called so them. I was like that, that really sounds like y'all are, that sounds like a case of CYA. <laughs> they are trying Just to cover CYA. their, cover <laughs> their ass. <laughs> Like no 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 that was not involuntary manslaughter no. on part of the city that was no. involuntary suicide on part of the people yes, who did not human. catch that ladder to the twenty foot drop that we put yeah, that was our that was there there by some circumstances yeah, yeah exactly so, wow but yes, that was a interesting journey. it was I, I learned a lot from this episode yeah I, I want to go check that out that now stuff about Seattle before uh, yeah watching just a and train riding ride this. away from me so yeah. Uh, Quick when trip. I come visit you out there, we'll uh we'll do Bam. a little day trip and we'll take we'll take pictures in the underground city. Yes. All right, <laughs> hold us to it, everyone. Yes, uh, and help fund this trip so we can yes. do that. <laughs> yes, precisely. Stay tuned for more. Um, yes. Um, wow. So, Great. but until until there is more, which again, more will be something other than Scooby Doo. Yes, next week. But until there is more, who uh who should they talk about this Ooh. podcast with? Um, you know, I think you should go to your local party city since we had monster costumes or spirit Halloween, whichever one Mm -hmm. put on, uh, well, I guess maybe don't like, make sure you don't go in and then put on the scariest, weirdest costume. And then you should go tell, uh, one of the, maybe like a teenager who's wandering through there 
or like mm-hmm. their parent I was gonna say a kid but that'd be way too scary tell like a young yeah. adult about our podcast like scare them from around the corner in your weird costume and then tell them mm-hmm. and yeah. after the uh store security guards come over to you <laughs> try to kick you out for scare- scaring random patrons tell the security guards yeah. also watch <laughs> yeah great call yeah tell tell them all uh and keep the costume on for your mugshot, I guess. You get yeah. arrested for that. We yeah. send, send it to look us. Cute. Yeah. yeah, but we're not liable. This makes no, it no, not, no. we're not no. liable for that. Yeah. yeah. And I will not represent you in any sort of criminal trial. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Or civil for that matter. Or yeah. anything. Or and I'm not representing <laughs> you. Not be your lawyer ever. <laughs> ever. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys. See y'all next week for a new cartoon. We'll I'm so excited. Stay tuned. Tell everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.